0: The Pendant Shakespeare presents the first part of Henry the Chapter One.
1: Hung be the heavens with black, yield day to night. Comets, importing change of times and states, Brandish your crystal tresses in the sky, And with them scourge the bad revolting stars That have consented unto Henry's death. King Henry V, too famous to live long. England ne'er lost a king of so much worth.
2: England ne'er had a king until his time. Virtue he had, deserving to command. His brandished sword did blind men with his beams. His arms spread wider than a dragon's wings. His sparkling eyes, replete with wrathful fire, more dazzled and drove back his enemies than midday sun, fierce bent against their faces. What should I say? His deeds exceed all speech. He ne'er lift up his hand, but conquered it.
3: We mourn in black.
2: Why mourn we not in blood?
3: Henry is dead and never shall revive. Upon a wooden coffin we attend, and death's dishonourable victory, we with our stately presence glorify like captives bound to a triumphant car. What, shall we curse the planets of mishap that plotted thus our glory's overthrow? Or shall we think the subtle witted French conjurers and sorcerers that, afraid of him, by magic verses have contrived his end? He
4: was a king blessed of the King of Kings. Unto the French, the dreadful judgment day, so dreadful will not be as was his sight, the battles of the Lord of Hosts he fought. The church's prayers made him so prosperous.
2: The church, Winchester? Where is it? Had not churchmen prayed, his threat of life had not so soon decayed. None do you like but an effeminate prince, whom like a schoolboy you may overawe.
4: Gloucester, whate'er we like, thou art protector, and lookest to command the prince and realm. Thy wife is proud, she holdeth thee in awe. More than God or religious churchmen may.
2: Name not religion, Winchester, for thou lovest the flesh. And ne'er throughout the year to church thou goest, except it be to pray against thy foe.
1: Cease, cease these jars, and rest your minds in peace. Let's to the altar. Heralds wait on us, instead of gold. We'll offer up our arms, since arms avail not now that Henry's dead. Posterity await for wretched years, when at their mother's moistened eyes babes shall suck, our isle be made a nourish of salt tears, and none but women left to wail the dead. Henry V, thy ghost I invocate. Prosper this realm. Keep it from civil broils. Combat with adverse planets in the heavens. A far more glorious star thy soul will make than Julius Caesar or bright...
5: (sighs) My honorable lords, health to you all. Sad tidings bring I to you out of France of loss, of slaughter, and discomfiture. Guillaume... Champagne, Rhymes, Rowan, or Leon, Paris, Guissours,
1: Poitiers
5: are all quite lost.
1: What sayest thou, man, before dead Henry's course? Speak softly, or the loss of those great towns will make him burst his lead and rise from death.
2: Is Paris lost? Is Rowan yielded up? If Henry were recalled to life again, these news would cause him once more yield the ghost. How were they lost? What treachery was used?
5: No treachery, Lord Exeter, but want of men and money. Amongst the soldiers this is muttered, that here you maintain several factions, and whilst a field should be dispatched and fought, you are disputing of your generals. One would have lingering wars with little cost, another would fly swift, but wanteth wings. A third thinks, without expense at all, by guileful, fair words, peace may be obtained. Awake, awake, English nobility! Let not sloth dim your honors, new begot. Cropped are the fleur-de-lis in your arms. Of England's coat, one half is cut away.
3: For our tears wanting to this funeral, these tidings would call forth the flowing tides.
1: Me, they concern. Regent, I am of France. Give me my steeled coat, I'll fight for France. Away with these disgraceful wailing robes. Wounds will I lend the French instead of eyes, to weep their intermissive miseries. Lords, view these letters, full of bad mischance.
6: France is revolted from the English quite, except some petty towns of no import. The Dauphin, Charles, is crowned king in Reims. The Bastard of Orléans with him is joined. Rainier, duke of Anjou, does take his part. The
3: Duke of Alassane flieth to his side. The Dauphin, crowned king, all fly
2: to him? Oh, whither shall we fly from this reproach? We will not fly but to our enemies' throats. Bedford, if thou be slack, I'll fight it out.
1: Gloucester, why doubtst thou of my forwardness? An army have I mustered in my thoughts, wherewith already France is overrun. My gracious lords, to add to your laments, wherewith you now bedew
5: King Henry's hearse, I must inform you of a dismal fight betwixt the stout lord Talbot and the French.
4: What, wherein Talbot overcame, is so?
5: Oh, no. Wherein Lord Talbot was o'erthrown. The circumstance I'll tell you more at large. The 10th of August last. This dreadful Lord, retiring from the Siege of Orléans, having full scarce six thousand in his troop. By three and twenty thousand of the French was round encompassed and set upon. No leisure had he to enrank his men. He wanted pikes to set before his archers. Instead whereof sharp stakes plucked out of hedges they pitched in the ground confusedly to keep the horsemen off from breaking in. More than three hours the fight continued. For valiant Talbot, above human thought, enacted wonders with his sword and lance. Hundreds he sent to hell, and none durst stand him. Here, there, and everywhere, enraged he slew. The French exclaimed the devil was in arms. All the whole army stood agazed on Destroy him, his place. soldiers spying his undaunted spirit. Ah, Talbot! Al Talbot! cried out amain and rushed into the bowels Come of the men. battle. Here had the conquest fully been sealed up if Sir John Fastall <laughs> had not played the coward. He, being in the voward, placed behind with purpose to relieve and follow them. Cowardly fled, not having struck one stroke. Hence grew the general rack and massacre. Enclosed were they with their enemies. A base walloon to win the Dauphin's grace. Thrust Talbot with a spear into the back. Whom all France, with their chief assembled strength, durst not presume to look
1: once in the face. Is Talbot slain then? I will slay myself for living idly here in pomp and ease, whilst such a worthy leader wanting aid unto his dastard foeman is betrayed. Oh, no, he lives, but is took prisoner. His ransom? There is none but I shall pay. I'll hail the Dauphin headlong from his throne. His crown shall be the ransom of my friend four of their lords I'll change for one of ours. Farewell, my masters, to my task will I. Bonfires in France forthwith I am to make, to keep our great St. George's feast withal. 10,000 soldiers with me I will take, whose bloody deeds shall make all Europe quake. So you had need, for Orléans besieged,
5: the English army has grown weak and faint. The Earl of Salisbury craveth supply, and hardly keeps his men from mutiny, since they so few watch such a multitude.
3: Remember, lords, your oaths to Henry sworn, either to quell the Dauphin utterly, or bring him in obedience to your yoke.
1: I do remember it, and here take my leave to go about my preparation.
2: I will to the tower with all the haste I can to view the artillery and munition, and then, I will proclaim young Henry King.
3: To Eltham will I, where the young King is, being ordained his special governor, and for his safety there our best abides.
4: <sighs> Each hath his place and function to attend. I am left out. For me, nothing remains. But long I will not be jack out of office. The King from Eltham I intend to steal and sit at chiefest stern of public weal.
6: Mars, his true moving, even as in the heavens, so in the earth, to this day is not known. Late did he shine upon the English side, now we are victors, upon us he smiles. What towns of any moment but we have. At pleasure here we lie, near Orléans, otherwise the famished English, like pale ghosts faintly besiege us one hour in a month. They
7: want their porridge and their fat bees. Either they must be dieted like mules and have their provender tied to their mouths, or piteous they will look like drowned mice. My king, let's raise the siege. Why live we idly here? The boy is taken whom we want to fear. For a number, but my brain's out is buried, and they may well in and spend this gold.
6: No men, no money hath he to make a war. Sound, sound alarm! We will rush on them. Now for the honor of the forlorn French. He might forgive my death that killeth me when he sees me go back one foot or fly.
2: Attack!
8: Yeah. Oh, well, it's never yeah,
7: oh, retreat! Retreat! Oh mon dieu... From开どう-
0: oh,
6: bro- oh, ouais> Whoever saw the like, what men have I? Ah. Uh, Dogs, cowards, dastards! I would ne'er have fled but that they left me midst my enemies.
7: Salisbury is a desperate homicide. He fighteth as one wary of his life. The other lords, like lions wanting food, do rush upon us as their hungry prey. Lean raw-boned rascals. Who would e'er suppose they had such courage and audacity?
6: Let's leave this town, for they are hair-brained slaves, and hunger will enforce them to be more eager. Of old I know them. Rather with their teeth, the walls they'll tear down than forsake the siege. I think by some odd gemeras or device, their arms
7: are set, like clocks, still to strike on. Else now could they hold out so as they do, by my consent, we'll even less them alone. Be it so.
3: Where's the Prince Dauphin? I have news for him.
6: Bastard of Orléans. thrice welcome to us.
3: Charles, methinks your looks are sad, your cheer appalled. Has the lit overthrow wrought this offense? Be not dismayed, for succor is at hand a holy maid hither with me I bring, which by a vision sent to her from heaven, ordained is to raise this tedious siege and drive the English forth the bounds of France. The spirit of deep prophecy she has, exceeding the nine symbols of old Rome. What's past and what's to come she can descry. Speak, shall I call her in? Believe my words, for they are certain and unfallible. Go.
6: Call her in. Hmm. But first, to try her skill. Renier, stand thou as Dauphin in my place. Question her proudly. Let thy looks be stern. By this means shall we sound what skill she hath.
7: (laughs) Famid. Is thou it do these wondrous feats? Mm. Renier, is thou
8: that thinkest to beguile me? Where is the Dauphin? Come, come from behind. I know thee well, though never seen before. Be not amazed. There's nothing hid from me. In private will I talk with thee apart.
7: See, takes upon her bravely at first, Dash.
8: Dauphin... I am by birth a shepherd's daughter, my wit untrained in any kind of art. Heaven and our lady gracious has it pleased to shine upon my contemptible estate. Lo, lo, whilst I waited on tender lambs and the sun's patching heat displayed my cheeks, God's mother deigned to appear to me and in a vision full of majesty wield me to leave my best vocation and free my country from calamity. Her aid she promised and assured success. And whereas I was black and swart before, those clear rays which she infused on me, that beauty I am blessed with, which you may see, ask me what question thou canst possible, and I will answer unpremeditated my courage try by combat if thou darest, and thou shalt find that I exceed my sex. Resolve on this. Thou shalt be fortunate if thou receive me for thy warlike mate.
6: Thou hast astonished me with thy high terms. Only this proof I'll of thy valor make. In single combat thou shalt buckle with me, and if thou vanquishest, Thy words are true. Otherwise, I renounce all confidence.
8: I am prepared. Here is my keen edge sword, decked with fine
6: fleur-de-lis on each side. Then come, a god's name. I fear no woman.
8: And while I live, I'll never fly from a man. Nah! Angal! Touche! Ha! Ah!
6: Not bad! Uh. Ah, Stay! Stay thy hands! Thou art an Amazon, and fightest with the sword of Deborah.
8: <laughs> Christ's mother helps me, else I were too weak.
6: Whoever helps thee? Tis thou that must help me. Impatiently I burn with thy desire. My heart and hands thou hast at once subdued. Excellent, Purcell, if thy name be so. Let me thy servant and not sovereign be. Tis the French Dauphin, Sooth to thee thus.
8: I must not yield to any rights of love, for my profession sacred from above. When I have chased all my force from hence, then, then will I sink upon a recompense.
6: Meantime, look gracious on thy prostrate thrall. Alonso, my lord me sinks is very long in talk.
7: Doubtless, Renier, He shrives this woman to her smoke. Else ne'er could he so long protect his speech. Shall we disturb him? Since he keeps no mean? He may mean more than we poor men do know. These women are shrewd tempters with their tongues. <coughs> My lord, where are you? What device do you want? Shall we give our orleans or no?
8: Why no, I say distrustful recreants. Fight till the last gasp. I'll be your guard.
6: What she says I'll confirm. We'll fight it out.
8: Assign them I to be the English scourge. This night the siege assuredly I'll raise. Expect Saint-Martin's summer, Hercyon's days since I have entered into these wars. Glory is like a circle in the water. Which never ceases to enlarge itself till by broad spreading it dispersed to naught. With Henry's death, the English circle ends. Dispersed are the glories it included. Now I am like the proud insulting ship which Caesar and his fortune bear at once.
6: Was may inspired with a dove? Thou with an eagle art inspired then. Ellen, the mother of great Constantine, nor yet Saint-Philippe's daughters were like thee. Bright star of Venus, fallen down on the earth, how may I reverently worship thee enough?
7: Leave off Delays, and let us raise the siege. Woman, do what thou canst to save our honors.
6: Drive them from Orleans, and be immortalized. Presently we'll try. Come, let's away about it. No prophet will I trust if she prove false.
2: I am come to survey the tower this day. Since Henry's death I fear there is conveyance. Where be these warders that they wait not here? Open the gates! Tis Gloucester that calls! Who's
5: there that knocks so imperiously? It is the noble Duke of Gloucester. Whoe'er he be, you may not be let in. Villains! Answer
4: you so, the Lord Protector.
5: The Lord protect him, so we answer him. We do no otherwise, than we are will.
2: Who will you, or whose will stands but mine? There's none Protector of the realm but I. Break up the gates, I'll be warranties. Shall I be flouted thus by dunghill grooms? Gloucester's men rush at the tower gates and... What
0: noise is this? What traitors have we here? Lieutenant, is
2: it you whose voice I hear? Open the gates. Here's Gloucester that would enter.
6: Have patience, noble Duke. I may not open. The Cardinal of Winchester forbids. From him I have express commandment that thou nor none of thine shall be let in.
2: Faint-hearted Woodville prizest him for me. Arrogant Winchester, that haughty prelate, whom Henry, our late sovereign, ne'er could brook. Thou art no friend to God or the King. Open the gates, or I'll shut thee out shortly.
4: Open the gates unto the Lord Protector, or we'll burst them open if
2: that you come not quickly.
4: How now? What man is this?
2: Peeled priest, dost thou command me to be shut out?
4: I do, thou most usurping produtor and not protector, of the king or realm.
2: Stand back, thou manifest conspirator. Thou that contrivetst to murder our dead lord, thou that givest whores indulgences to sin, I'll canvass thee in thy broad cardinal's hat if thou proceed in this thy insolence. Nay,
4: stand thou back. I will not budge a foot. This be Damascus. He thou cursed king to slay thy brother Abel, if thou wilt.
2: I will not slay thee, but I'll drive thee back. Thy scarlet robes as a child's bearing cloth I'll use to carry thee out of this place.
4: Do what thou darest. I beard thee to thy face.
2: What? Am I dared and bearded to my face? Draw men for all this privileged place. Blue coats to tawny coats, all draw their swords. Priest... Beware your beard. I mean to tug it and to cuff you soundly. Under my feet I'll stamp thy cardinal's hat, in spite of pope or dignities of church. Here by the cheeks I'll drag thee up and down. Gloucester,
4: thou wilt answer this before the pope.
2: Winchester goose, I cry a rope, a rope. Now beat them hence. Why do you let them stay? Thee I'll chase hence, thou wolf and sheep's array. Out, corny Out, scarlet hypocrite! Ugh. Oh. Uh, excuse me. I'll get
0: you!
2: I uh.
6: <coughs> lords, that you, being supreme magistrates, thus contumeliously
2: should break the peace. Peace, mayor, thou knowest little of my wrongs. Here's Beaufort, that regards nor god nor king, hath here to strain the tower to his use.
4: Here's Gloucester, a foe to citizens one that still motions war and never peace, overcharging your free purses with large fines that seeks to overthrow religion because he is protector of the realm and would have armor here out of the tower to crown himself king and suppress the prince.
2: I will not answer thee with words, but blows! What do you
6: think you're doing? Ow. Hey not rests for me in this tumultuous strife, but to make open proclamation. All manner of men, assembled here in arms this day against God's peace and the King's, we charge and command you, in His Highness's name, to repair to your several dwelling places and not to wear, handle, or use any sword, weapon, or dagger, henceforward, Upon pain of death.
2: Winchester, I'll be no breaker of the law, but we shall meet and break our minds at large.
4: Gloucester, we'll meet to thy cost, be sure. Thy heartblood I will have for this day's work.
2: Mayor, farewell. Thou dost but what thou mayst.
6: See the coast cleared, and then we will depart.
4: Abominable Gloucester, guard thy head for I intend to have it ere long.
6: Good God, these nobles should such stomachs bear. I myself fight not once in 40 year.
0: The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show presents the first part of Henry VI, Chapter One by William Shakespeare. Featuring the voice talents of E. Rachel Ward as Bedford, Pete Lutz as Lord Protector Gloucester, Edward Herman as Exeter. Julia Eve as Warwick. Sarah Palmero as Cardinal Winchester. Maya Murphy as the Messenger. Adam Blandford as Lord Talbot. Cindy Woods as the Second Messenger and Woodville. Kendra Murray as Charles Dauphin of France. Bruce Davis is the Duke of Alencon. Josh Kibbe is Renier, Kat Peterson is Joan La Jeff Robinson is the Bastard of Orleans. Chaveli Gutierrez as the warder. Walter Mack is Gloucester's servingman. And Loretta Chang as the Mayor of London. Additional voices by Kirsty Woven and Gareth Boley. Music by Josh Molin at TheToonPeddler.com. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Directed by Jeff Robinson. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2023. Pendant Productions.